0: The Cape continues at its regular day and time, 9, 8 central. How's that me? You again. And this season, you're the start of something new, something good, I hope. New villains. This
1: guy's left a trail of bodies from Berlin to Moscow. I'm here
0: for my cape. New discoveries. That guy on TV, they say he's done it. He wasn't, Jess. And more danger.
1: You like the danger, don't you?
0: And you can throw a cape at him. am putting him back in his cage. Let's play. The Cape continues next Monday, 9, 8 central on NBC.
1: Welcome to Cancelled. We are back uh, at the wonderful Permanent Record Studios. Cancelled is produced by producer extraordinaire Mike Moody at Permanent Record Studios here in Austin, Texas. Uh, We are... Three and four episodes into Superhero Nonsense, The Cape. Um, that's Mike McCray here. Barely put, yeah. Mike, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm all right. We both had eggs. We this did, morning. we that was about that. <laughs> we've been having a very exciting conversation about eggs. Uh, how's things? What's going on with you?
0: Uh, things are good. Nothing terribly special going on. Busy weekend of shows. And, uh, and then I got to watch... Th- the cage <laughs> okay. we'll jump into
1: we'll just jump into it cuz i do have a fair amount to talk about this show where are
0: you did has it grown on you do you like it did you like these episodes more or less i wouldn't say it's like grown on me per se but i've like acclimated to it <laughs> it's like to the point where like like the first two was just so disoriented by the whole thing now it's like okay i like their premise has been established more or less mm. and i can follow it and uh, like i said yeah like I, I find myself slightly wanting to know how it's going to end
1: okay well that's a start i yeah, feel like sure. comparatively
0: i don't think you gave a shit at all last week how anything ended so yeah i was more interested in the sort of <laughs> like bundle of flaws that
1: which i mean let's not Pretend that there aren't continuing to be a bundle of flaws, (laughs) not the least of which is this child refusing to recognize his dad.
0: Oh, oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. This whole premise of like people – Not being able to recognize people in masks is taken to the next level in these episodes. Not only can you not recognize people in masks,
1: Vincent Faraday, arguably the most famous criminal in this city, dead but all over the news, right, is just in public with no mask on all the time, just Just during the the day, just in a baseball hat. That's the only a bit hood, of a hoodie yeah. and a baseball hat no one can fucking tell it And even
0: it. when he isn't, it's like a Lone Ranger mask that he's wearing around. <laughs> like, it's not... uh,
1: episode three is, uh, I think it's called Cosmo. They are doing a mildly fun thing where it's like villain of the week. There's like overarching story, but then yeah. they're kind of bringing in like whatever the they're name is. They're inventing their on. own little rogues gallery. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and this one is Cosmo, which actually gives us some tie-in to like – Max Molini's past. I, they are, they're trying. I will give the show this. They are trying. I wish they would cut out. I know they're trying to give the uh, the wife more to do, mm-hmm. but it is boring. Oh, it's and yeah. I don't care. I don't need her like wa- like she's working in an office. Yeah, like, exactly. No, she's no, a fucking no. public defender. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. And then even when she like. In this episode, she, like, kind of starts realizing maybe there's more to the ferret- the thing with her husband. Like, there's a witness. She she So uh, the arc is rounding up. They're just arresting everybody in the city and they're putting you in jail if you get caught for public urination or whatever. Uh, arrest rates have gone up 200 percent, all this shit. So she's interviewing some guy who's, like, a homeless guy that lived in the train yards. And he's he telling me, well, we all saw what happened. There was a bunch of us that lived down in the train yards. We all know that that guy is being set up. Yeah. Of course she goes to who she thinks is a friend, the husband's ex-partner, who's bad, and he's gonna. Cu- he obviously covers it up. And then that's it, though. Like, she doesn't continue to push that issue. As soon as she no. finds – the guy's like, we looked into it. There was nothing there. And she's like,
0: oh, well, I guess, I guess it's great. There you go. Well, so much for that B-plot. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somebody slides a thing under the door with, like, pictures of them arresting all the people to train tracks or whatever. But then the next episode – It is not addressed. Her only storyline is that she was trying to bring cake home to her kid and it (laughs) melted. Like, that's it. Right. Yeah. So that kind of annoyed me. But I did like this. So this episode starts with somebody named Gregor something or other. Yeah. Can I continue,
0: please? So, yeah, this character... Uh, his name is Gregor Molotov. And I'm like, I don't know how writer's rooms work. And I'm like, did they have literally five seconds to come up with a Russian name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First
1: name, first name, first draft. It's done. We're picking it.
0: And then also beyond that, the problem is he's German. This man clearly has a German or Austrian accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even when they're drinking and they pour him a shot, he goes, Prost. That's German. <laughs> like, they gave, they make him Russian and German at the same time because I guess those are the same? I don't know. I mean, they're close enough. Uh, <laughs> but, but also, I like that
1: his uh, – so they, we see him being put into this prison and they're talking about how, like, you, can't, you escape everything, the great Gregor, but you'll never escape mm. this place or whatever. Uh, of course, he immediately escapes, kills like 20 people, sure. which I think is fun. Like, I do think this show is fun where they're like – mass casualties yeah there's, there's a, a lot of a lot things. of people die on what would normally you'd think kind of be a fin- like an otherwise family friendly show very right, yeah, campy yeah. superhero shit everything else is pretty generally like you could just watch with your kids except somebody like multiple people get <laughs> their throat slit very graphically <laughs> in this episode <laughs> um, so they come back, everybody's dead. They're like, they've, cause they've searched him. They check his throat and his eyes and everything to make sure he's got nothing hiding anything for him to get out of this prison. But they find what appears to be a tooth that's like carved into a key or fake, yeah. a fake tooth that's in the shape of a key that he used to like get out of the handcuffs or something. Uh, and then there's like some small tunnel that he's escaped from that they're like he'd have had to, uh, dislocate every bone in his body to fit through there. And then he's, He's written in blood, Cosmo, on the wall. And I was like, what if the bad guy was just evil Kramer? It (laughs) It's just post-N-word Kramer is the villain of this fucking show. (laughs) Oh, I'll get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) What we find out is Cosmo is an old student of uh, Max Malini. And Cosmo is actually... Uh, Because he's referred to Cosmo previously as a guy who had the cape and he's from the 1800s or whatever. But Cosmo is just the dread pirate Roberts, right? It's like a title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Dalai Lama. (laughs) It's
0: just passed along. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: From from person to person. And he was a Cosmo at one point. But he's taken the cape. He's given it to Vince. And now Gregor's back for his cape. So that sets
0: up. up, That's kind
1: of the main story. Sort of like
0: a Henry and Ribsy situation (laughs) with this cape.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Where that's a of a reference I, for like the four of us that are going to get
0: those. I was you would know that, but that's what it is. He's gotten all attached to this cape now, and then now here comes this so-called original owner who wants right. it back. So how do we? And I would also,
1: but they they are imbuing this cape with like soul possessing powers. They keep saying horseshitly written lines. By the way, at one point Max says like. Just remember, either you wear the cape or the cape wears you. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. That's not a. You can't. The cape can't no. wear you. You're a, It's just a dumb. That's <laughs> just some fucking in, in Russia cape wears right. you. That's I all know, that that's is. But
0: it's but, and it like you said last week. You're like, is this cape sentient? Like, I
1: can't tell.
0: I know. It, they keep getting close to but that. But then I would
1: also like to add, they. Well, will then describe actions of the cape that are not – so So, at one point later on – we can jump around. But towards the end, Cosmo has held the Carnival of Carnage or whatever the fucking name is. Carnival of Crime <laughs> hostage. Carnival of Carnage I believe is an Insane Clown Posse album. Not making, <laughs> not making that up. Uh, so he's like holding them hostage because he wants uh, Faraday to show up with the cape because he wants his cape back. And He's got Max in a water tank like a Houdini thing he's going to drown and the rest of them are tied up and get eaten by a tiger. Vincent Force shows up. He say he rescues people, but then there's the fight. And what I first off, he gets that cape. Gregor gets the cape immediately. <laughs> the first thing <laughs> yeah. that happens is he knocks over the Like, uh, uh, the cape knocks over the water thing. So Max comes out. He runs up to go. Well, Max, are you okay? And the guy just takes the cape off his back. Yeah. Immediately, that quick. But he starts saying shit like, "Now you'll see what the cape is capable of in the hands of a true master." And then he just does shit that Vincent's already done. He just, like, grabs a guy and throws him. Or the first thing he does is smash a light bulb. I'm not impressed. Like, I I watched our guy rip a car door off I was expecting some
0: awesome shit to happen for that very reason. Like, oh, okay, we're going to see see new cape shit. Nope, not even a little bit.
1: And at one point he says, like, I wrote it down. What's the exact line? This it's fucking dumb. He says, uh, um, where is it? He says, uh, see, this, see see, how the cape is like an extension of my body? I flex a muscle and the cape constricts. That's just how the cape works. That's literally <laughs> just right. the mechanics of the cape that we have seen for three episodes at this point. That is not anything special. Uh, um, I will also say there's another line that I found real dumb. I about this cape uh, earlier. So uh, Orwell and the cape have kind of gotten in a little – to have a little bit of an argument going because the cape uh, – because Vincent went a little overboard in questioning some art cop that she was like, you were just going to ask him some questions, which is really all he did. He dangled him off the side of a bridge or whatever, but who cares? Uh, they're having this argument and she's like, and what about this uh, – gregor or whatever she goes he's a psychopath and a murderer he's left a trail of bodies from germany from berlin to moscow uh and his weapon of choice was the cape and i'm like how do the police know that it's that is there a corner somewhere going like (laughs) oh you can see clearly there's fresh
0: cape wounds on this body like that doesn't make any sense it's so dumb also, that's a very specific corridor of murder. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not around the world, world just no, specifically between Berlin and he, Moscow. There's, there's one train that goes <laughs> right. between those two places. Don't take that train. That guy might be on it. <laughs> uh, I also don't know how long the cape
1: is. There's no sort of like yeah. delineation because at one point he – like. Like, he's dangling some of that guy off the bridge. It seems to be 30 feet fucking long. Yeah. I just can't get a handle on that cape at all.
0: The thing I liked about that, so, yeah, that the the scene, the first scene or sequence in the in the episode three is, like, he's hunting down, uh, you know, one of these crooked Please, cops. I would like to add,
1: real quick, and I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, yeah. but the very first thing we see is him go investigate the train car where they took him yeah, for yeah,
0: clues, yeah.
1: ostensibly. <laughs> right. That was, like... A month ago, yeah, 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 you're yeah. What just else? showing up looking for clues. <laughs> like, there's nobody. There's no chain of evidence. There's no fucking police tape. That thing is just homeless people <laughs> living there. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> right. That's true. I just that, anyway. So continue. I'm sorry, but, that's yeah. just really annoying.
0: So anyway, gets this guy and like he's you know he jumps on the car at this truck. The truck stops, and then what he does is he takes the cape and goes. Whoosh, Lord, the cape rips the door. The car door off. Off of the car. Right. And then the guy shoots at him and he takes the. He uses, again, the metal car door as right. a shield right. with the cape. Okay. So that's what the cape can do. And then that's what this guy can do with the cape. Right. A few scenes later, he's at home or whatever, practicing with the cape by just knocking heads off but, mannequins.
1: And, yeah, but also heads that are four feet away they're in right. a very
0: small room like you're not okay wait you can do this but this is how you practice <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like the like practicing should be doing something harder Better. than you can already already achieve for sure just again it's just like the whole thing with the cape and what it can do is just very ill-defined
1: well there's also there's just shit that's like I'll, another example of i guess poor writing or what have you uh, So the other – the the B storyline with the family is that the kid is being uh, – starting a new school. Yeah. The son is yeah. starting a new school. It's his first day at the new school. And the teacher's like, I'd like to introduce you to Trip Faraday. I think you're all going to want to be friends, be nice to him, whatever. He opens up his desk and there's a bunch of chess pieces in it and everyone's laughing at him because they all say, oh, you're – I was like, That's a cold ass kids. One cold ass kids. Two. How did they know to bring those right. chess pieces? <laughs> the, yeah. the teacher's clearly introducing him in this moment. I I remember new kids showing up at school. They never were like, "Hey, in a couple of days, somebody's coming." Right. They just tell you when he shows up. Right. So they just planned ahead. Also, later on, they write in his book. Uh, return to murderer kid which is just like, but it's written like fucking uh, Toys R Us letters, like the R is <laughs> right, backwards yeah, and shit. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> it really made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> so he's getting in fights at school because they're picking on him for being the son of uh, chess or whatever. So that's happening uh, and we basically just have the Cosmo uh, uh, chess the confrontation that's going to happen eventually. He's following Cosmo. Cosmo's doing like He's, like, reading Orwell's pomps. Oh, the other thing that happens, which I actually think is was good, like, needed to happen at least, was uh, Orwell is brought into the carnival of crime. Like, they're no longer... Yeah, separate. right, right. She's not part of the carnival, but, like, she shows up there, they introduce her, they show her around. By virtue of, of being
0: hot, it seemed like... Oh, exclusively. How, like, yeah, David's yeah, yeah. like, well, who is this? Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like...
1: Well, she has to... So, <laughs> it's very convoluted how they get there, but... The cops – so Ark kind of catches a whiff of Orwell because she had to stay too long when uh, Faraday's dangling a dude off the side of the bridge, right? So she had to like burn her hideout. So she needs a place to stay. So she's staying at Faraday's until she can get set up somewhere else. Uh, he says, we, I got this little guy that comes through. He doesn't really knock. So if he shows up, just I don't tell him whatever. So he shows up and it's immediately like, oh, hey, what's going on? Like he just starts hitting on her and like, why don't you come <laughs> back to the carnival? We've got a show tonight. Which also I kind of really love that the carnival of crime is also an active carnival. Yeah, I know. They just they
0: have like an actual show. <laughs> like shows. this seems dangerous. I don't think you should. you should do one or the other. They rob a train of like
1: bags and bags and bags of cash in the next episode. Do they really need like...
0: Fifty people's tickets to this fucking show—that bad, right? I, I would retire from carnival. Oh, from like the pirate, from like the tiger aspect of things. Like it's just who's taking care of that tiger? Right. Wait, first time we see a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> also, they're again, they're they're. Bumbling towards a big reveal in these episodes with the grace want, of a drunken Frankenstein. <laughs> Do we
1: want to discuss – ta- I'm assuming we're talking about the same thing, right? Yes. Uh, which is so dumb. So um, and we, we get a little bit of a fight between – not a fight, but an argument between Orwell and, uh, and the cape. And Faraday says, like, well, who even are you? She's like, I'm, I'm supposed to – he's like, I'm supposed to trust you? Who even are you? Like, what's your real name? Where did you go to school? Who's paying for all this fucking computer yeah, yeah, shit? Yeah. Which I was like, OK, I actually like that you asked that question because I am curious. I like,
0: also like, where did you go to school is the second question. That's a little weird. It's like, is this a – it's like where I'm from in St. Louis. Everyone asks what's your high yeah, school yeah, is. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, what right,
1: it was? Right. Uh, <laughs> but she, he's like, where are you getting all these fancy cars? Completely legitimate question. Uh, she's hinting at her past, like, you don't want to know about my past or whatever. We get the most ham fisted fucking moment where, for out of fucking nowhere, Fleming is just in his office and he's talking to somebody on the phone and he's, she's like, well, we have, or like a video conference or whatever. And she's like, uh, she's, you know, there's been, uh, hints of her in Europe and whatever. Um, you know, and it, we don't know who they're talking about. Just a her, and uh, he's like, "We can get prints off of something." And he goes, "I think a father would recognize his daughter if you show me a picture." And I'm like, "Oh, well, then you're Orwell's father." Right. Like, what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is not. This is another moment of like pulling the hood back on Faraday. To not, I get, I know who you are. I can yeah, see your this. dumb face. <laughs> Yeah, it's so hand And You know, keep... even if
0: they had made those two scenes a little further apart in the show, it yeah, might have been a they little bit... didn't
1: come back but to But they were back-to-back. Back back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. And then he tries – he, like, opens this little chest, and it's, gonna. Be, it's like, going to be a reveal. There's going to be a picture or something in it, but he, like – it gets interrupted and he just closes it real quick. You don't know, see what's in it. We're like, right. all right, yeah, I got gotcha. you. So, yeah, you're, I forgot about that. That is absolutely happening, and I find it very annoying. <laughs> um, there's a lot of moments, too, where just, like – and again, it sounds like I'm shitting on the show. I had a lot of fun watching these two episodes. They're like I said, they're dumb, they are messy, but like I used to watch a lot of like uh like not so much Hercules, but like like the Highlander the TV show. I love or that. Or like show. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. fucking renegade. Just like yeah, yeah. low stakes, dumb TV. And that's exactly what this is. Yeah. But a, maybe a slightly bigger budget. Yeah. And Keith David. Well, who doesn't like Keith David?
0: Fucking one of the and also, I mean, I think you know he was the in something about Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was the stepdad, mm-hmm. like he of of the d- yeah, date yeah, in the, the beginning I think the
1: beans over to Frank's. He's that guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And just like I remember the funniest thing about that movie, I didn't really know who he was or whatever, but just like the contempt with which he looked at Ben Stiller, <laughs> like just hilarious with a look. I remember yeah, yeah, how yeah, funny yeah. that was, like how. Just how much hate he is <laughs> for that
1: character. Uh, so uh, Vince is following Gregor around at one point, and oh, uh, right. Gregor gives him the slip. Gregor gives him the slip by, like – because first off, he's walking around dressed like Carmen San Diego for some reason. He has, like, a trench coat and a big floppy hat.
0: <laughs> so <right>. dumb.
1: <laughs> and uh, they go around a corner, and then he's just giving his coat and hat to somebody else. A very cl- classic fucking uh, misdirection or whatever. But then he goes <laughs> – he goes and plays poker because he's trying to figure out – he's like, I've heard tales of somebody in town with a magical cape and he's trying to find who has this fucking cape. He hasn't figured out it's Faraday yet or whatever. And uh, they're playing poker. He's playing – he's just randomly playing poker yeah. with these two guys. I don't know where. they not established that at all. Well, it says the, casino. So there's a big sign outside that says casino but then it's just a, a like
0: warehouse room with two other guys in it. Like there's – They're in a weird – like movies and TV do this sometimes where they're just sort of like a – like. A, a set or a – state that's, that you would just call the underworld yeah. of the city. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, this yeah, series yeah, yeah, yeah. of connected alleys it's, that's sort of a bazaar right. and all these rooms that lead into weird A lot of neon things.
1: reflected in puddles. By the way, have, you, no seen, have you seen buildings. John Wick 3 yet?
0: No. I would okay. just talk – I've never seen those movies. I think I'm just going to enjoy – You're going to love them. I think great. yeah, everyone loves them. Uh,
1: this I'm always like – This isn't cartoons. a spoiler of any real note. But at one point, and then we just watched it last night, uh, at one point, he's, like, running down an alley. He It's in Chinatown. He runs through, like, some uh, like sh- some place selling chandeliers or whatever, up some back stairs, into a room. And then that room is just some sort of, like, antique armament storage facility. <laughs> There's just a bunch of glass cases with knives, a bunch of old guns. It's just, like, why was that connected to the chandeliers? That's always, like- and that's very much what you're describing of, like, this weird... Kind of Often in movies,
0: it's a it's a Chinatown. Seriously, mm-hmm. like that's kind of like one of the motifs yeah, yeah. they have. For, but they all sort of function the same way in these things. Like it's indistinct what anything, anything can be in there. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: The, and that's where – so there's also this weird poker game where he uh, flits three men's throats with playing cards. And like graphically, like yeah. you see like oh, the throat open up. Like it's it's yeah. blu- it's like violent – And it's such a tonal shift from the rest of this show because the rest of it is a guy with a cape throwing people around in a very cartoonishly funny way. And then all of a sudden there's just like moments of real violence. It's very weird. Uh, I do like how much Rallo, the little person, is just like a caricature character like he's just oh yeah he's just like he's, he's he beats people up or whatever because he's strong but then also like he's just like the horny guy so at <laughs> one point they're tight he's so at the end he's tied up with the indian mystic and maybe one other person maybe the woman who like the knife thrower or whatever and uh they're like the tigers holding him at bay they're all tied up and uh Orwell runs over and unties them right before the tiger can get to him. And he's just like, see, she loves me. I told you. And it's like that is such a classically dumb TV
0: line that I just like, yeah, perfect. That fits. I like your little dumb character. They all. Yeah. For some reason. Everyone wants to make little people really horny in their movies. <laughs> that just too. seems oh, like... But I like they're also making horny and extremely murderous. Uh, so they knock... He... Uh,
1: surprise, surprise. Faraday gets the best of uh, the Gregor, and he's laying there unconscious. And as soon as fucking Rollo gets untied, he just goes, let's throw him in the river! Like, very excited. <laughs> he's very <laughs> excited. And I'm like, I like how much he wants to kill people all the time. I enjoyed that. But also, he then beats... That fight is very anticlimactic, because... He So uh, Faraday shows up, knocks him over for a second, frees everybody, but then he grabs the cape and he goes off on his little, I'm meant to have the cape and blah, blah, blah. He's like, uh, uh, he's shown, I'll show you what you do. He does nothing new. Vincent grabs a hold of the cape and is getting like pulled in towards him. And he's like, see how I constrict my muscles. And then he just manages to wrap the cape around Gregor's neck and I guess Gregor like – suffocates himself or something, I guess, which is dumb because, like, you're a master of the cape. You yeah. Wouldn't ju- would you just
0: let go? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, I was – once that Henry and Ribsy thing got in my head when I was watching and pl- that plus I was sort of wondering, like, is this cape sentient? There was a moment there where I was like, is the cape doing going to the- choose? <laughs> is that what they're going to do here? I wouldn't – I wouldn't put it past
1: the show based on what I'd seen so far. I absolutely would not put it past the show. It also almost would have made more sense. This show makes a little more sense if the cape is imbued with some sort of supernatural power. Because as it is now, it is just like they, – he. They, it's like it's weighted and it's made out of spider silk. That is not enough to explain the things this cape can do. No. But if there is some sort of a man sold his soul to have the most like magical thing or whatever, then I'm like, okay, I can – I'll buy, that, I'll buy it. I'll buy Whatever, torch sure. it. I, I'll buy whatever supernatural thing you set up, as long as you just follow the rules you set up for it. Um. So, uh, I, I, yeah. So that would actually make more sense to me. I think at this point, if it was magical. Uh, also, I'm mad at him. At one point, he goes to get the cape, and it's just like in a locker. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. There's no lock. It's just sitting somewhere, barely like hidden. It just. I was, it might as well have said <laughs> cape on the outside of the fucking locker. I'm like. Put a, you know this guy's coming for the goddamn cake. I know, hide it or something. It, it just really annoyed me. Uh, um, Malini, at one point, is getting ready for the show, and he's like, all right, the show must go on. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we see there's a shot of, there's like a mirror on his desk, and in the mirror, you see Gregor's face, like, outside of the window, and there's this, like, breeze or whatever, and he's like, oh, Gregor. But he doesn't see his face. He just knows, he's like, he can sense him or whatever, which, fine, you right. have instincts, but, like, why didn't he see him? The reflection is of a full window. It's a, in the mirror, you see just like a window you would see in a room. And this man is just standing. He's not peeking around a corner. His whole face is there. And the reflection would be facing Max Malini at the time. So <laughs> they should just be looking at each other. <laughs> that annoyed me. <laughs> um, we get the wrap-up. He goes to see his kid. They are four <laughs> feet apart from each other on his goddamn roof. This kid is... This is killing you. It's every Halloween that <laughs> you just lose your dad. Every <laughs> Halloween, you're just like, I have no idea my dad goes away every ho- October 31st. The, the, fucking it's your dad. It just. it, well, it drives me nuts. It, I, it's, it is the one thing I can't like get over. Because they don't do the decency of having him be in a shadow yeah. or altering his voice or no. having a full face mask. Anything except for... <clears throat> A fucking Ronald, uh, a Hamburglar costume, <laughs> two feet from your goddamn kid. He can smell you. He should know. It's, it's very annoying. But we see also him. He's reading the Cape comic, and the kids reading the Cape comic at the same time in a fucking, uh, fucking. Uh, what's that goddamn mouse? <laughs> uh, the somewhere out there, the fucking Disney thing with the mouse and they're reading under somewhere oh, out there. Yeah. It's a very somewhere out there moment yeah. where they're both doing the same thing at the same time. I feel like he's only reading the same issue of that goddamn comic <laughs> book over and over,
0: which I find weird. The kid is hung. I find it weird that the cape reads the cape in his spare time. Like I found that a lot. <laughs> I That'd
1: also be... found it odd that they both read it out loud to themselves. <laughs> That's an odd way to read a, anything really. Um, also, the kid has managed to move the hefty the uh, hefty bag the heavy bag that his father worked out on up to the roof because uh, he's on the roof like throwing punches and kicks, getting ready to that's fight true. this bully. That thing weighs more than that kid does. Oh my god! He carried that up a fire escape, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Fucking impressive feat.
0: I didn't think about that.
1: Um, that's kind of the episode. He shows up. He's like, "Yeah, you got to you know do the right thing." There's some dumb line that the cape always says of like one fight. What, it's something. What is it? It's one, one man, one fight,
0: one right. Yes, something which, like that. Not, not good. Does I don't under, I don't get it. One right. What, what, is what that? does
1: that mean? Also, what do you mean one man, one fight? Nothing. That doesn't mean. That doesn't mean anything. I don't know what the like truth, justice, and the American way of that is. Like that doesn't. <laughs> I don't get the context. Um. <laughs> And that's episode three. Episode four, I got very excited because it's called Scales, which means Scales is back. Scales and is great. Scales is great. He has the best. See, all Vinnie these Jones All these great. dumb lines that are a lot of, he makes work. Yeah. At one point, he shows up because the cape is, we'll get to it, but he's like, the cape is calling him for a meeting or whatever. And he's like, you interrupted lasagna night. And I like lasagna. That's a stupid line. But when he delivers it, right. it's like fucking funny and cool. I'll give you an example of someone who delivers a line that is not good. Uh, The first thing we see is the – so the episode opens and Scales is meeting with somebody from ARC. It's supposed to be Fleming, but Fleming hasn't shown up and he's a little pissed. And the guy hasn't said anything. The very first line of the episode is this cop and he goes, man, I love Brazil nuts. You don't hear much about them, but they really reflect well on Brazil. What? Like, is that supposed to be like uh, punchy, fucking Quentin Tarantino s dialogue or something? Because it doesn't work. <laughs> oh my God. Although I feel like if uh, if it was Tarantino, he would use the other term for <laughs> Bra- <laughs> for Brazil nuts. <laughs> uh uh-huh, that's going to be a deep cut. You can Google it. I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. I never knew that until I was an adult. Okay, so it, there's a very racist uh-huh, slang for uh, what Brazil nuts are. Maybe the most racist of all the things. Uh-huh. It's the most
0: racist nut uh I, mean, I can't think of another term. food. Even
1: eggplant, like the like the, the Italians say, yeah, the yeah, eggplant yeah. isn't nearly as racist as, uh, well, I can say it, <laughs> nigger toast. They say... It's called N-word toes because I guess they look like black people toes. They don't. They look – they're very pointy. But, uh, yeah, it's a very racist term for Brazil nuns. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. We got off on a tangent. Um, oh, the, Tar- the Tarantino way of working that in. Was fucking so, so scales uh, – Basically, Ark tells him, like, look, uh, we want half of your – Scales is, like, running the docks and running scams and, uh, ex- like, uh, working a union and protection rackets and shit. And uh, Ark wants half of his profits. But he's already giving half to Chess, which is a fucking – the same dude. So the guy's double-dipping and robbing him twice, but Scales doesn't know that they're the same person. yet. Uh, so that's going to set up Scales versus Fleming, which I think is kind of fun and play- pays off fairly well. Uh, The other part of this, the B story, I guess there's B and C in this episode, is that it's Tripp's birthday. It's Vince Faraday's kid's birthday. And I don't care (laughs) at all. At one point, Orwell goes, ah, birthdays are overrated. And I'm like, yeah. And Vince is like, well, not if you're Ted. And I'm like, okay, I kind of get you. But, like. There's too many flashbacks in this episode. There's a lot, yes. They keep, And I've written that multiple times. These flashbacks suck multiple times because they're just literally like it's uh, him showing up at fucking career day for his kid in his cop uniform, which I was annoyed by because they go, this is Detective Vincent Faraday, but he's in a cop uniform. Right, and I'm yeah. like, that's not how detectives dress. it um, seems like a giant error. Sure. Uh, what also is happening is that the... So basically, there's going to be a train with a costume party with all the rich and powerful people in the city on it, some sort of ch- fundraiser like c- the casino night fundraiser or whatever. Yeah, can for we talk about something? I don't know what they're raising the money for.
0: Unclear. The other thing, yeah, so. They set this thing up as the train – they all board this train and they go and it, yeah, it's sort of like set up like this would be like a pleasure cruise or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And go- everybody's in and, costume,
1: and- it's heroes and villains is the
0: theme. And you and the pl- pleasure cruise would like come back. They just yes. get on a train And just go. They just go straight. They never – They're going to Albuquerque or something. (laughs) Trains don't go in a circle.
1: (laughs) It's not – because it's not like the subway.
0: You know what I mean? It's not like the local transportation. They're on Amtrak type (laughs) shit. And they're just hours – I mean, hundreds of miles away. No one knows. Anyway, that that bothered
1: me profoundly. Understandable. Um, So that's happening. Vince is trying to turn Scales against Fleming because he's he's got somebody on the inside that he has recording like conversations with scales uh, yeah. right because he said he goes to the one guy and the guy's like uh, scales just puts his driver in a hospital for making a ride on red so the price of these recordings is gonna go up or whatever right. um, and he has like a thumb drive so I guess he's wearing a wire to these meets so he's trying to turn Fleming against scales uh, meanwhile the carnival of crime is gonna rob the the fundraiser trade just by coincidence but also like good they're the carnival of crime i was getting annoyed like they shouldn't turn good right away we meet them and they're okay with yeah, him because yeah. he helps them rob a bunch of banks yeah but then after that they don't he doesn't help them do any more crime so then why did they is give
0: a probably shit? why they didn't make it clear what this fundraiser was for because otherwise when he's counting all this money at the end, I'm like, that was for AIDS research. <laughs> like, like, that is not a good thing.
1: Like, Well, they bad. even, they do, I mean, I will give the show this. Uh, there is a confrontation at one point. When he's counting that money, uh, Vincent shows up and he's like, look, you know, you're a criminal. I'm trying to be a good guy here. Like, what do you want the cape to be? And in more poorly written doublespeak, he's like, doesn't matter what I want the cape to be. It's what do you want them to- no one gives a shit. Uh, but Vincent Faraday says to him, like, at su- at some point, what you believe in and what I believe in is going to put us on the on either side of a loaded gun. And right. Max is like, well, let's just enjoy our time until that happens. Yeah. But, like, I kind of like that they're, like, yeah, the get- letting them go back to being criminals because that's what they are. Max is like – a little conflicted, but not really. He's like – he has a moment when Vince Lee's ring was like – he's counting money. and He goes like oh, – like that's, that's supposed to be right. our thing or whatever. But like, yeah, they are still the carnival of crime. They should still be doing stuff. They're not just – just be, they've just been the carnival for the last like two episodes. So right. yeah, yeah, I like them getting back in the car. I agree. I want them to bring that raccoon back, honestly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him factor in more. Um, so those are all kind of kind of come. All these storylines are going to kind of come together on this train. Well, the B storyline with the birthday is that. Oh yeah. Oh, this is who gives a shit. But his, uh, <laughs> her. So the mom's stuck in traffic. She's supposed to be meeting her boss at her place to discuss some trial or whatever. But he can't. She can't get there because she's stuck in traffic with this ice cream cake. And she's like, so hey, by the way, Trip is there, and he's really conscientious. He won't let strangers in. He won't answer the door for strangers because his father in the flashbacks, like, never answer the door for strangers. Also, he tells the kids what kind of gun he has. I Weird. Oh, yeah. It's like in that bring your dad to work day thing, he's like, the kids are like, oh, what kind of gun is that? And he's like, it's a Kimber, semi-auto, blah, blah, blah. And like, they don't, one, they don't know what that means. And two, why did you bring your gun to this fucking thing? Yeah, way too excited
0: to tell the kids about it, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He knows it's going to make him seem badass. But he tells him there, like, make sure you don't answer your door for strangers or whatever so the kid's never going to let a stranger in. And he shows up, but the mom's phone dies before she can make the call. is that what it was? That's what it was, yeah. So she
0: says to him, I thought she was getting another call and uh that just wasn't addressed.
1: (laughs) Okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, her phone... So she's like, I'm going to have to call Trip first, let him know we'll let you in. But the phone dies so she can't. So now he shows up... Sidebar.
0: Please. As someone who has had to do logistics of this type of... Uh, if you got a commute, mm. you get the ice cream cake at the and, end of the commute yes. you don't get it at your office <laughs> you get it at a place near the destination I
1: agree I also now <laughs> clearly why now I know why they did it, but it also doesn't make sense. She's driving around with that ice cream cake box open. Now they clearly did that so that we could see the birthday cake and be like, oh, she's got this birthday cake. Yeah. But why is she tasting it? What, like in the in the oh, world yeah, yeah. of the show? Why is she just driving around with the top of the cake box off? <laughs> I get it, so we can see the icing, but like it's just cheesy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that story, what's happening? He's like, well, you can't come in, so he's got to he's got to wait out in the hallway, and they're having like talks through the door or whatever, and. He says so – the kid's like – at one point, he goes, so how – if you're you're a defense attorney, like if somebody's innocent but they think they're guilty, but people think they're guilty and it looks like they're guilty, how do you prove they're not guilty? And he's like, you don't have to. In this country, you have the presumed innocence and they can't take that away from you. And I'm like, well, you should – as an adult, you should know what that kid's talking about. You know he's talking about his dad. And you also know that's not what's happening right now to him, right? So you're not, you haven't <sighs> yeah. given him any actual information, yeah, yeah because yeah. like his dad's dead as far as he knows, yeah. Um, so that's happening, and we're getting a bunch of this bullshit conversation between them in the hallway. But also, like the kid's a hundred percent right. Everything that he says to prove he should let him in is what. They tell kids. Strangers will tell you to prove you should let them. Every I was thinking the same he thing. He literally is just like, Oh, I'm, I'm a friend your of your m- mom. I was, I was, I was just talking to your I work mom. in the office. She just told me to let you tell the you to kitchen, let me. Oh, in. I'm double
0: fucking like, this yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes. Oh, by the way, I know it's uh, your birthday. Yeah. He's like kids, like you could have fucking googled me. And he <laughs> locks the door again. And I'm like, I don't know why you're on Google, kid, but whatever. Uh, um. So we get on the train, and what I very much enjoyed is that Adam Schiff is back. And he's dressed up
0: like the cape. By the way, I, is that actor's name Robert Schiff? I think
1: it's because, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff
0: is the guy from Law and Order.
1: Oh, am I even saying Adam that's Schiff.
0: You can't get 12 people to agree on a pizza and make is a it deal, check. Robert Schiff? Which one's...
1: Richard Schiff. Richard Schiff. Richard. Richard Schiff is his name, I'm pretty sure. Maybe? Nope.
0: This guy was in...
1: What the fuck is his name? I, man, I've got the wrong dude this whole time. What, that's going to drive me nuts. I'll look it up.
0: Um, but it is Schiff, because I watched the opening credits. So I'm like, oh, it's something. It's it is Richard Schiff, it is Richard Schiff okay. not Adam Schiff. I've been fucking that up
1: for multiple episodes, I apologize, but he's back, and I le- I very much got a kick out of the fact that everyone's supposed to drop his heroes and villains, and he's dressed up like the cape, and I thought that was very funny. Like, him getting he to have cute. this like, kind of fanboy moment. Yeah, he's cosplay as his got
0: cos this little, funny.
1: His stupid little, like, tinfoil stick that <laughs> I don't know why he has that, because the cape doesn't have one of the, he doesn't he, have, like, a silver a stick. stick. Yeah, yeah, I did like the cape going, oh, hey, I like the, yeah. the utility belt. He's like, oh, nice, thanks, it's Velcro. Like, I like that. I was like, this is fun. Yeah. These, this show should have levity like that in it, and that worked for me. Um, also on the train is Scales. Well, we missed one early. part, which I enjoyed okay. as well, which is, uh, so after uh he makes uh, – the cape makes somebody, one of the Scales' henchmen, call him, tell him to come to this warehouse. He's there waiting and he explains to him, like, look, you're getting fucked over by Fleming because Fleming is chess and here's how I can prove he's chess or whatever. Right. And uh, Scales – so Fleming is at some like uh, – I think it's like the PR event for this train ride. Uh, and all these reporters around and Scale shows yeah. up there and he's like, Mr. Fleming! And he shakes his hand and he's like, what the fuck are you doing in public? And he's like, look, you keep shaking my, he's like, I know your chess, keep shaking my hand or all these reporters are gonna know your chess as well. Uh, and then that's how he kind of bullies his way onto this train. And I like very much that his move is to get on the train. He's like, well, I can get around all these rich people and I'll start, you know, making deals with these rich people. <laughs> and they're all like, no? You, Criminal? Like, he goes up to the mayor and he's like, hey, by the way, I can sell you stolen metal or whatever. Well, no yeah.
0: taxes. That's what, that's what it was so funny. His master plan on this train is to bully people into business deals. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. basically a contractor. It's like, I yeah. can get gravel at AlphaPros if yeah, you yeah. pay for it. Yeah, like, but
1: also clearly illegal. He, he yeah. tells the mayor, "I can get you that at half price and the best part is no taxes." And the mayor's like, Do "I collect the taxes." Like that's right. my city's
0: <laughs> yeah. revenue. Like he's just the I like that scales is a big dumb oaf. And I also like that the the mayor's costume is the mayor <laughs> like <laughs> sort of like a cartoonish like old-timey mayor. Yeah, look. yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. And Fleming is the is a, a sheriff but like a all-white-suit sheriff from, like, a old like, he looks Roy sick. Rogers thing. Uh, um, also then, so, like, I do like – so so the cape kind of enlists uh, Richard Schiff into helping him, like, stop the carnival of crime or whatever, and he's telling him to like, you know, keep an eye out for a little guy with a 38, which is funny. <laughs> um, they –
0: also on the train is Orwell, by the way. Orwell and, is on the train. In a Lone in, Ranger m- Well, mask. she's got a
1: weird mask with a feather on it that's hiding a microphone and a camera. And couldn't be more obviously hiding a camera. Because she keeps having to, like, kind of turn her head towards <laughs> what she wants to film. It's just real stupid. Uh, mm. And she sees Fleming and yells at him at one point. And I think – I don't know if we're supposed to know – So she's wearing a mask. So, in the internal logic of the show, she is unrecognizable, right? Right. Exactly. But he Fleming, when she yells at him, has a moment of like, "Is that my right?" Doesn't she kind of he kind of reacts like, "Is that yeah?" He's He's got some sort of flash
0: of recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Sort of. You don't know how on what level he's. But yeah, she's like,
1: you know, she confronts him in front of everybody about, like, he's giving a speech about how, how ARC is so good for the city. And she's like, Are you kidding me? You just rock up people and it's fascism. Yeah, and blah, right, blah, 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 There is a struggle. So Scales gets tired of being blown off by the mayor because the mayor's like, I'm not going to just discuss crime with you on this fucking train. <laughs> uh,. And he eventually pulls a gun, and he's like, "Well, fuck it then. I'm just gonna rob this train," which I thought was also fun. <laughs> um, so now you got two people trying to rob this train, and uh, the Carnival of Crime. This I fucking loved. So uh, he shows up. They're like get, taking the money out of the back, and Scales is like, "Hey, get the hell away from my money." He doesn't see Maximilian behind him, puts the gun on him, and he's like, "Hey, the last time you know you shot me, the last time I met you." He's Way too long of a speech that I enjoyed where he's like, I'm allergic to anesthesia, and the only thing the surgeon gave me was a rag soaked in cognac. I don't know how that would even help, but sure. Wouldn't you just drink the cognac, I <laughs> yeah. guess? Were you in the Civil War? <laughs> was that this was? Yeah. You uh, uh, had a belt to bite down on. <laughs> so uh, he's like, they, they put him in a cage and uh he's like nobody puts me in a cage and then we get this flashback of
0: scales yeah. i kind of like, like this part i, I, I like cool. i want
1: more back i want more scales back So scales
0: i mean he has a di- i guess it's a congenital it's some sort of a con- condition where he has like leathery
1: scaly skin like a lizard he looks like a lizard he looks like a human with lizard skin right yeah and uh <laughs> We see his flashback is that when he was a kid, he was like forced into a kid circus sideshow circus. and just taunted and locked in a cage. And then, and like a little person was like, Oh, you want some cake? No cake for you, you fucking lizard or whatever. <laughs> like just being real shitty to him. So he said, so he's like, he's like mad about getting put in a cage, which I enjoyed. Uh, and I also, how his, he dealt with this, how he dealt good. with it is so weird. He just starts headbutting. One singular bar very of cage. Very calmly. one bang, bang. Bang. Yeah, yeah. Just over and over. And uh, he's like, nobody puts me in a cage. Just headbutting it. And I do like Maximilian's response, which is like, uh, I believe him. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this guy, we've, <laughs> we've pissed him off. Uh, so they get the money and leave. And somehow, and I don't understand the physics, him – we're led to believe he's been headbutting it for maybe five minutes, right? Six minutes, kind of straight, because it cuts away from him uh to some other shit that's happening with the cape, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh and it cuts back and he is uh still headbutting the thing. So ostensibly he's just been headbutting this one bar for, you know, five minutes or so. And then he stops and he steps back and he's got like blood
0: pouring mm-hmm. in his forehead or whatever. And the whole cage door just falls <laughs> over,
1: like at the hinges. I don't understand how he's headbutting one bar. He's clearly done this
0: before. He knows what he's doing. He's doing it very calmly.
1: Or I like to think it just hasn't been locked the whole time and he's dumb. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand how headbutting one bar would make this door fall off. But that's what happens. Uh, meanwhile... The Carnival of Crime has dis like has like released the caboose with all the money on it so they can make their escape and somehow doing that has fucked up
0: the brakes on the train, so now the train's a runaway train. I don't know how trains work, but the sure mechanical like that. thing that they set up there made no sense.
1: Absolutely no sense.
0: And how they had to fix it.
1: Well they have to cut the brake line, which is not how Every other thing... Like, yeah, I I mean, mean, it's the reverse. It's the reverse. You cut the brake lines, the brakes don't work. That's always the thing, in real, right? You cut somebody's brake lines on the car, then they drive off a cliff because they're going too fast. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is With trains, it's way different. It's, apparently.
0: If you want to stop a train, you have to cut the brake line. Apparently. I didn't even think about Which that. Which is underneath the train. Uh, yeah. A very inconvenient. <laughs> <way>. <laughs>
1: very inconvenient place for that. Uh, but for some reason, that is a two-man job, and that means that Fleming... And the Cape have to work together to, to, team stop up to stop the train. Otherwise, they're all going to die. die. I don't know why it has to be Fleming when there are several other men on that
0: train. He says he's a mechanical engineer.
1: All he does is stab a thing. <laughs> he does, I get he might be a mechanical engineer, but literally what he does when he gets underneath the train is,
0: A, right. dr- uh, drop a flashlight, and <laughs> right. B, stab a hose. I don't think you need a degree to do that. I guess he... I mean, I guess they like he would know which ones to. Yeah,
1: the guy already told him it's the one right by the wheel. Like I don't know. I thought that was like, but whatever. It's fine. They you have to like, we're set up that our enemies have to work together. Right. It's fine. Uh, basically, the cape uses the cape to lower him down underneath and hold him up so that he can cut this lot, this line. While he's there, he's like. Uh he's like, you know, tell me who you are or I won't cut the thing or whatever. And it's like, well, th- you're going to cut the thing because you also don't want to die, stupid. Right. Um, and also, you fucking know who he is. <laughs> it's just infuriating. They say that he says the day. He pulls him out of – you know, he, he cuts the thing. It stops the train. I don't know what happens.
0: In now that. they're just 400 miles from
1: home. They're, who knows where they are and <laughs> – they come up, there's, like, a confrontation. He's like, oh, man, well played. Fleming's like, well played. He's like, you think this is a game?
0: Right. Yeah, kind of, I yeah. guess. Like, I you guys are all wearing costumes. <laughs> right <now>. That guy's <laughs> yeah, yeah, dressed yeah. like a cowboy. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, it's
0: sort of a game, dude.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's kind of game-like. Um, I'm not sure where the cape goes at that point, because at that point, the train is just full of Fleming and a shit ton of armed arc security, and I don't remember him doing the smoke bomby thing. So, yeah. like... I don't know how he got away. I, that's kind of it, right? Well, nope. Yeah, th- we get that. There's that. Then there's the con. There's the uh, confrontation with him and Max where he's like, you know, I'm a good guy. You guys are criminals and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think Scales eats that guy at the end. At the <laughs> end, we see, like, Scales gets out of the cage and we see the cop, the Brazil nuts cop from the beginning who was, like, real shitty to him, like, real, like, rude to him in the beginning. And he's like, I remember you. And then it's like a fast go down with like a big wide open
0: mouth. And I'm like, did he eat that guy?
1: (laughs) Like, is he actually a monster? I don't. Which I'd be fine with. with Sure, make make him a supervillain.
0: Uh, the other thing I uh, I liked is like, well, you know, Fleming is British, and and then this guy's. They did play off a little like class war between those mm-hmm. two because Fleming's very upper crust, and yeah, it? yeah, yeah. You know, he says something like, "I'm an East End boy." Yeah, yeah. He said "I but grew what, up with well, nothing." What it he, makes you hungry? What he says specifically is, "I'm a dock worker with low blood sugar." That's what it
1: the exact line doctor. he says for some reason. What? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, you know, I grew up with nothing, but now I can buy and sell you or whatever, which is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, eventually, the mom gets home and lets the guy in after he's given the kid's give him a fruit roll-up at one point. Also, this
0: is hours that he's hours, there. Hours. I'm like... Go, leave, go to a coffee shop. Well, right, was why was are you, why a are coffee you shop waiting me. in a hallway? Yeah, he just needs to do work, and that's what he's doing while he's sitting in this hallway. Yeah,
1: being uncomfortable, which he says repeatedly. Yeah. Um, but the mom shows up and he's like, uh, and the kid's like, "Hey, Trevor, you want some birthday milkshake? Because the cake's melted or whatever." And I guess now they've bonded. Yeah. So like, I guess maybe they're we're sort of like they're going to try him, to play make a little like
0: the replacement of the dad. dad and... But
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked both of these episodes. I liked the train episode even more, just because of how. Like super cartoony, everything in yeah. it is like the the chess, uh, the uh, scales flashback. I want more scales,
0: obviously. Scales so. is great. I uh, mean, the whole set piece of that was very like uh, uh, Joel Schumacher era Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very and much so. Very penguin esque yeah. kind of bad guys for sure. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, I don't think I have anything to plug right now. I do still. The Showtime show with a cartoon. Our cartoon president still airing. Who what, who do you voice on that? Uh, mainly Mitt Romney, but nice. a few other little ones. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I am throwing a benefit Ooh, right. next week. If you're in Austin, Texas, next Wednesday, five twenty nine. We'll, uh, we are my uh, partner and I, Maris Clegg, are having a benefit at Barracuda for the Yellowhammer Fund. If you're not aware, they're an organization that helps women in Alabama get access to the three. Remaining abortion clinics in that state with the state of the country and its attack on fucking women's reproductive freedoms. Good time to raise some money for them. So it's going to be a bunch of comics. Uh, Leah Sampson, Jasmine Ellis, uh, Christina Parrish, uh, Mama Said, Roxy Castillo, a uh, bunch of music and DJs. We're going to have a crazy raffles, all kinds of cool shit going. So uh, be on the lookout that I'll be posting about that soon, but that will be Wednesday, the 29th. Uh, otherwise keep an eye out on the website if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe tell your friends to do the same and we will be back next week with more of The Cape